0: Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 357, and welcome back to my front porch. That's right, I said it, my front porch. Porch. I'm back here. I'm so happy to be back on the front porch. Uh, my mother-in-law is in town, and so we don't have any anybody staying in the Airbnb. So I'm back in action, baby. A little chilly out here in the morning here in Arizona, but I'll take the cold any day over the hot. But yeah, it's been awesome being back out here. You know, this is just a real sacred place for me, and it's a place I get to calm down, a place that... You know, I feel like uh, I, I was writing a, a letter today and I, I just said, it's the place that I work out my salvation with fear and with trembling. That's a passage again, I don't know, Philippians somewhere. But yeah, it's a place that I kind of work out my faith and, and spend time with the Lord. And, and then also it's just like being present with whatever's around me. Neighbors walk by, say hi, the birds, um, dogs. It's so funny, we on this corner And people walk by and their dogs always go to the bathroom on our bush on the corner. And these people look at me horrified and I'm like, no, let them go. Like it's the best spot in the neighborhood. Like let them go. And so we have the best spot for dogs to pee in, in the whole neighborhood. So I don't want people to miss out on that. It's pretty awesome. So, you know, I say hi to people and talk like that. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not super extroverted. I look like I am. Um, I'm a pretend extrovert, um, but I don't know. It's just something about being out here, and I think people are always surprised to see people on a front porch. Uh, most of us kind of spend our time in the back porch, but man, it is so cool to be out here. So, anytime I get to be out here on the front porch, I'm so excited. And you know, in this little adjustment that we are going through, which has been really, really cool. Um, it's really cut into my front front porch time. So grateful, grateful to be back out here and grateful for each and every one of you who continue to tune in week over week. I love it that we're figuring stuff out together, learning, growing, celebrating, all that stuff, grieving together, um, repenting together. I, I love the idea, like, look, some of these passages that come up, they're like, whoa, they're kind of heavy. And I just love this idea that a bunch of us are listening uh, to scripture and a bunch of us are going, whoa, that's heavy. And a bunch of us are repenting together. I find that fascinating. I find that so cool. And, uh, I love that a bunch of you have joined on the journey for so long. Um, gosh, we're, we're coming up here on uh, a goal that I, I talked about, about 360, Podcast. That was a goal from the very beginning. Could I do a year's worth of podcasts? So that, that's pretty cool. That a lot of you've been hanging in for a long time. So thank you so much. And there is a bunch of you who have been giving. Some of you have been giving from the very beginning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Some of you are brand new. Thank you so much. I was able to buy a new stand here. I've been using the same uh, podcast stand since the very beginning, and it was starting to fall apart. So I was able to go get a new one. So I just thank you for all of you who give to help make this podcast happen. I really do appreciate it. Okay. Getting into the passage, Matthew twenty five forty. Again, this is one of those ones where I was like, I can't believe I've never done a podcast on this passage. And it says this, and the King will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to the, one of the least of my brothers, you did it to me. Matthew 25:40 And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Uh, one of one of my favorite memories was from my very first trip to India, and and there's so many things that happened on that trip, and that's why like you, some of you are like, man, I have heard a lot about India, yeah, because it it rocked my world, continues to rock my world. I love that country; it's like my home away from home. Like I really, really feel like kind of like I belong there in a, in a really interesting way. So I I've missed it. I haven't been there for quite a few years. So excited to go back, but. One of the memories that I have is the first, um, the first time we fed the lepers, and uh, this community of lepers that um, that the ministry takes care of, and um, they're all sitting around. and Suresh kind of takes us in this kind of side room, and he and he said to all of us who are a little bit like, you know, I've never met a leper. I don't know a leper. I, I don't know what to to think. And and he was like, today you get to entertain angels to serve them well. We bought them the best curries. We bought them the best rice, entertain angels. And I thought, whoa, how often in our society do we look at those who within the society's framework are less, how often do we look at them like angels? And it it shifted things. You know, like he just felt like he he was I was watching his face. He was glowing as we're handing these people food and they were excited and happy and and grateful. And it taught me something really, really important. And what I think is interesting now, I grew up in the suburbs most of my life. I mean, we didn't have a lot growing up, but I wouldn't say I was abjectly poor. Uh, I've been around those people and those people are all around us. But I find in, I hear language all around, even in the neighborhood we find ourselves in, you know, we're in Phoenix, there are homeless people that come around, and I hear people use language like this, those people, those people, and it's almost like we just want to keep them at a distance, oh, they're just inconvenient, they're kind of in the way. And it's it's those people. And it's interesting to me in the context, like Jesus is speaking here. This is a a, a sermon that is kind of known as called uh, um, um, The Sheep and the Goats. And it's about this, uh, What it's really Jesus' heart. Like he's trying so hard to help us understand how much he loves people and how much it matters that we don't just pass people by. And we don't go, oh, those are just those people with those problems. One of my favorite authors talks about how it's dangerous to engage, quote unquote, those people. Because it's easy to give them something, some food or take care of them in some way. But the moment you ask them and engage them in a conversation, you invite them into your life. That's dangerous. And this is the type of dangerous life that Jesus is inviting us into. He's trying to show us something. But what ends up happening in our society that I I just will not exist in heaven, does not exist in heaven, is bias. Is these myopic views of the world. Like, I have my people and my community. Like, there is, you know, as Paul's trying to help these young churches, he goes, look, there is no rich, there is no poor. There is no slave, there is no free, there is no Jew, there is no Gentile. <laughs> it's just people under the banner of God's love, His grace, and His mercy through His Son, Jesus, who died and gave us life and life to the full. But we love bias. We love to create these, you know, in India, they have caste systems. I just want you to know they exist here in the United States of America as well. And we push people away and we keep them at an arm's distance. And what Jesus is coming back to us is saying, like, how are you treating me? Boy, this is convicting. It's so convicting. And I'm not telling you this is easy and I'm not telling you I got this all figured out. It's perfect. I'm just saying Jesus says what you've done to one of the least of the brothers. And in the context, you know, he's talking about those who are sick. He's talking about those who are in prison. Those who don't have much. You did it to me. You did it to me. And it it, it just I I'm overwhelmed by this reality. And a part of it is, is because we are just we're moving so fast in life. And we're missing people. We're missing Jesus. We're missing the, the entertainment of angels. And again, I'm not saying it's easy, but I think what's happening in your heart is actually what he's trying to address here. What he's trying to get after, yes, there is a very practical thing that you can do, but there's also something inside of us that we feel a sense of support, superiority. You know, if you remember, there's this moment where in, in the temple, in the the publican, saying oh thank you that I'm not like this tax co- or, or sorry the the Pharisee is like the religious person is like looking at this publican tax collector and going, thank you that I'm not like this tax co- this filthy tax collector and the tax collector just says have mercy on me oh God it's a it's you really with the heart the fact that he looks at this man he goes you're filthy like that's what Jesus is addressing he's addressing the heart And here he's going, your perspective on my humanity makes a difference because it's me in them. I want you to hear that. He created them. He loves them. And they're not those people. They're God's people, just like you. You and I deserve nothing, and yet he's given it to us, and we should be grateful. And sometimes, I mean, when I came back from that first trip from India, I didn't know what to do because I have so much, like so much. I've been given so much. And so I remember meeting with a group of pastors going like, I have so much, I don't know what to do. And they said, enjoy it, just don't forget. Ooh, don't forget. Don't forget that God blessed you with resource. Don't forget that he's the one who allowed you to have what you have. Not to keep people at a distance, but to say welcome, to help or to serve treat them as humans we had a guy a homeless guy in our our um, back alley a couple summer goes and all the neighbors were freaking out and listen i'm not trying to lift myself up here because i'm not saying I, i'm not i'm i don't do this right all the time but sometimes i get it right so i made him a sandwich have grabbed some chips and went in the back and just sat with him asked him his story and he was actually from alaska he had made his way down he was a drug addict and we just talked, I asked him about the life of a drug addict, the life of a vagabond. And did he come to know the Lord? No. But I, I feel like I, 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 I humanized him. I didn't dehumanize him. And I want to grow in that, and I want to get better at that. And this is what Jesus is saying, is, is switching your, perce- your perspective. It's not those people. They're God's people. And when you serve one of them, and you love one of them, and you open your heart to one of them, you're opening your heart to Jesus, not just uh, that person or that poor person over there, as if you are superior in some way. Why? Because you have money? Because you have so much? No, all that has been given to you is a gift. We're all poor in, in the sight of God, we're all in need. But it's what's happening in our hearts that He's addressing. Which means this, and I think this is so important. Each and every day you have amazing purpose. He is placing people in front of you every single day for you to serve. So serve them. Like Again, I feel so often, I feel like one of the biggest sins of my life is I'm just so busy. I'm moving so fast that I miss people. And I don't want to miss people. And again, I I, I'm not saying like I've got a solution to solve all. Well, they're they're taking that money, then they'll use it for drugs or alcohol. Yeah, I'm with you, like, and I've I've gone down that road, and it's not easy. I'm just saying, what's going on in my heart? How do I see them? That's the real challenge. And if they ask, would I listen to the Spirit of God and say, how do you want me to serve? And what I think is so interesting as we, if you want to serve Jesus, then serve people. Ask him for wisdom and discernment. He'll give it to you. And, and as I've, I've tried to approach this, I've tried to go, Lord, do you want me to serve you in this way? And sometimes he'll go, no. But then other times it'll be like, yeah. And so, you I mean, I'll take, if you know, somebody says, hey, you know, I want some money. I'll walk up and I'll go, okay, where do you, where do you want to eat? I'll take I'll take you out to eat. Like simple ways to shift, to go, they matter. They matter to the heart of God. And you're sir when you serve them, you're serving Jesus. You're not serving a poor person. You're not, you're not like the way we view people who are in our prison systems, like they're just bro they're just broken, just like us. They're not all the bad people are in prison and all the good people are out. Oh, no, are you kidding? Because he looks at the heart. That's what he's confronting is what's happening inside of you and me. Because the way you love the least is the way you love the Lord. The way you love the least of these is the way you love the Lord. And this should be a convicting moment for you and I. And again, I'm not saying I have this figured out. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm deeply convicted by this passage. But it's creating an awareness of my bias. It's creating an, an, an awareness of language I use like those people or, oh, the homeless. Those are, that's Jesus out there. And Jesus is all around us. How are we dealing? How are we serving? How are we caring? So the question is this, who are the least of these that God has placed in your life? Father, we need help. This is hard and we need your help. We need you, Spirit, to guide and lead us to serve your Son in the flesh here on earth. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers.